I'm speaking on advancing by sacrifice, part four, under it, the giving principles. Hallelujah. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 16, it says, The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. It means that we have both the congregation of the living and the congregation of the dead. So there are two kinds of people who congregate. Congregate means gathering. There is the gathering of the dead and the gathering of the living. And here in the scripture, the Bible is telling us that the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the gathering of the dead. What it means is when you do not wander from the way of understanding, you would now remain in the congregation of the living. Or if you are in the congregation of the dead, the only way out to come from that place of the dead, and please listen to me, anything that is dead is unproductive, true or false? Anything that is dead is unfruitful, true or false? Anything that is dead does not see, does not experience advancement, true or false? Anything that is dead in your life, it does not see progress, true or false? Anything that is there, people do not pay price for it. There's a time where the women, when, when wholesalers see that the parry date is about to end, what they would actually say is that they let the women sell it. And they say, don't call me, don't call me. Me, me, but cool. What it means is the thing is about to go off. It's better for us to reduce it. And sometimes it's reduced in a way that does not make sense. And it encourages people to buy. Why? Because it, they know that once the expiry date is up, it means the thing is dead. And when it is dead, it is good for nothing. So when you look at your life and your life is good for nothing, nobody comes close to you. You don't see any real major progress in your life. You don't see growth in your life. It is because you are wandering out of the way of understanding. In this church, doors opens for people easily the reason is because your pastor has received an understanding that opens all kinds of doors for people we do big things for god in this church and the reason is because i have received understanding as to how things work by the grace of god and so every child of god your desire will, will be or must be god show me or give me understanding of the way out of this situation that i find myself in there are many things we pray about but most of the times the things we pray about we need understanding as to what to do to experience eternal realm. so in isaiah chapter 51 verse 1 isaiah the prophet speaking to the people of god out of the complexities of their life said listen to me i read the new king james version you who follow after righteousness you who seek the lord look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hall of the pit from which you were dug next verse he says look to abraham your father in case you don't know who i'm talking about he says that you are coming from a hole he says you are coming from a rock from which you were hewn he says you came from a setting rock 
He says, To Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So blessing is different from increase. He says, I did not only bless him, but I increased him because Abraham would go ahead to do certain things. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. He is saying that look to this man because I will do this but I cannot do except you learn from him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 51 verse 1. Listen to me you who follow after righteousness. You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Listen, you who follow after, I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you a follower after righteousness? If the answer is yes, say yes. yes. Now, let's go to verse 7. Same scripture. Listen to me, you who know righteousness. You people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. In other words, when you begin to follow after Abraham, people will insult you. Yeah. Because in verse 1, he says, What? Look, you who listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. He says, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Now he comes to verse 7. Listen to me, you people who know righteousness. Now it's not just follow, but you know righteousness. He says, oh, you people who have my teachings in your heart, don't be afraid of being insulted by people. Don't be discouraged by their ridicule. Hallelujah. So as believers, we are supposed to look. We are supposed, the Bible says that we should look. Someone say look. You see, God, the scriptures were written, the Bible says, for our example. We look to the people and the way they live their And if we pattern our life after them, we will receive the same results. We need to understand that the objective of God is not just the blessing of man. It's not that God's objective is not just to bless you. We go to church and we ask for God, bless me, bless me. But the objective of God is not just the blessing of man. But to make man a blessing to his generation. When God appeared to Abraham, he said, And unto you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So God wants to bless you to the degree that you, through your life, through your education, through your books, through your innovations, the whole world will be blessed. God does not just want us to be people who are takers. He wants us to be people who are givers. And so even as a young lady, why in a book? Michelle, you are extremely, extremely intelligent. Why are you not writing a book? You can write a book, can't you? Yes. Write a book so that other people will come and benefit from that book. Be innovative so that other people can come and benefit from your innovation. It's very important that we are innovative. In all our dealings. Amen. Number two. There is something higher than just being blessed. And what is higher than blessed is being a blessing. You see, number three. Write this down. God will only bless you to the 
capacity of your willingness to be a blessing to your generation. God will only bless you to the capacity of your willingness to be a blessing to your generation. In other words, if all you want is for you, you will get just enough. Number four, Acts chapter 20 verse 35. You see, you need to understand this. He says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Acts chapter 20 verse number 35. So number four, write this down. It is a blessing to receive. But it is a greater blessing to release. When you want to go to your next level, look for somebody that is higher than you up because when you show up you have activated a scripture it is more blessed to give than to receive is number one number two the less is blessed by the greater so the day you want to give you have introduced yourself as blessed than the greater you have re- raised your level to a higher level than the place you have sold into so the moment you release like this you have an upper hand over the affairs every year if God to sow up, I give to everybody, rich and poor, I give to, <laughs> you don't have an, <laughs> that's why every year, sister, I keep moving from glory to glory. What am I saying? It's more blessed to give and to receive. And every level where you want to introduce, sow into that level. Because when you sow and the person speaks a blessing, it is the level of the person's grace that is operating under that you come under. Everything you do in life makes sense and produce results only when God is placed in it. And this is where a lot of people struggle. Sir. The things a lot of people struggle, I don't struggle with. Because before I do anything, I have to hear from God don't just give up give down give on your level why because the bible says so a seven and then an eight for you do not know which one will yield the results the secret of men are in their stories give me genesis chapter 14 verse 18 to 20 after that you give me leviticus chapter 27 verse number 30 and he blessed him and said blessed be abram of the most high god possessor of heaven and earth (laughs) now let's go back and the king of sodom went out to meet him after he returned from the slaughter of the caldo lama and of the kings that were with him at the valley of shave which is the king's deal and melchizedek king of salem brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the most high god king of salem came and the Bible says he was the priest of the Most High God. He brought forth what? Bread and somebody has come from war. If somebody brings bread and wine, is it not thank you you say to the person? Look at what Abraham did. He said we should look to Abraham. Is that not it? And he blessed him and said, <laughs> and he blessed him and said, so Melchizedek is speaking, blessed be Abraham of the Most High God possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be the most high god which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand and he gave him tithe of all go to verse 19 you see a command there abraham of the most high god comma 
of heaven and earth. He is telling Abraham, you are blessed to possess the heaven and the earth. The man conferred something that he had not yet come into. And when he declared it over his life, the next thing that he did was that he gave a tithe to him. Please look at it. Is it God who told Abraham to give the tithe? Is it Melchizedek who asked for the tithe? Somebody talk to me. You saw the scripture. Is it Melchizedek who asked for the tithe? Is it Almighty God who told Abraham to give the tithe? But do you know that the Bible tells us that Abraham was a friend of God? Because he had walked with God, he had come into understanding of the acts of God. How God operates. God said, look to Abraham. I blessed him and then increased him. <laughs> Once the guy who received the blessing, and we're going to look at that scripture very well. <laughs> Once he received the blessing, please put the scripture there. <laughs> And Abraham gave him tithe of all. Next verse. And the kings of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Look at the next verse. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and the earth. The guy has moved the thing and said, God bless me with it that I will possess heaven and earth. But I have lifted up my hand unto the most high God, who is the one, the custodian of the heaven and the earth. In other words, I'm about to operate in a realm that has control both over the heavens of my life and over the earth of my life. I have lifted up my hands. In other words, I have submitted myself unto a rulership and authority that controls both the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Now look at it. That I would not take from a trash even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is thine. Lest thou should say, I have made Abraham rich. So we are talking about physical things now. And yet Abraham introduced the thing into spiritual. Look at the next verse. <laughs> Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me. Anna, Eshkol, Mamre, let them take their portion. I want to ask you a question. The guy had given a tithe of all unto the man. And yet when they met him and they were asking him, in other words, he said, what I gained at that place, it was not mine. I have given that which is God. After that, whatever is left, I don't want it because that one is for you. Lest you say, you made me rich. What does it mean? It means that once I give my, my tithe unto God, whatever is left is not what I live on. I live on the provisions of God. Once I've given my tithe, what is left is not important. That is not what I live on. There are many of us, this is where we get it wrong. Once we give the tenth to God, we become of, hey, how can I live on, on 90%? Brother, once you honor God with your tenth, what takes care of you is God. And I'll show you in this scripture. Please put it up. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. Abraham. In a vision. He said, fear not, Abraham. In other words, after he said that and he went. Tell the guy was wondering, how on that go survive? He's like the brother who came to stand here. Bachelorhood is a, is a problem. You see, he says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, say, fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield. 
Look at it. In other words, once I release my tithe, God becomes the protective shield around me. God will shield you from shame. He will shield you from reproach. He will shield you from lack. When every other person is lacking, because you have honored him first with your tithe of all, you are shielded from the things that prevail against people. One of our church members used to take his children to hospital every time. One broke. One day he comes and says, Assessor, you don't pay your tithe faithfully. That's your problem. I says, when you start paying your tithe, he says, I'll rebuke the devourer. But if God doesn't rebuke the devourer, the scripture says that come, let's reason together. Declare your heart, says, who has declared the end from the beginning? In other words, if I told you that this will be the outcome, come and let's talk about it. God appointed you, do my part. Whenever you obey God's word, it moves from being a promise into a covenant. Write it down. Whenever you obey scriptural promises, it moves from being a promise into a covenant. Listen, you see, people have messed up. And because there are so many pastors who don't take time to read the Bible, they, they, they preach things out of context. There are a lot of Christians who they just show up in church. They are church attendees. They are not Christians. They don't have quiet time. They don't read the Bible to know. When you take a scripture and you obey the scriptural demands and you do your part of the scripture, whatever the scripture it is, you come into covenant with God. The scripture is now converted from a promise into a covenant. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will that give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Now everybody look at this scripture very carefully. God says, I am your shield and exceeding great reward. Abraham was asking two questions in one statement. He's saying, God, you said you will bless me. But when you bless me, who will enjoy the blessing when I'm no more? If you know. You say you bless me, but even if you bless me, who inherit it? Is this Eliezer who is living in my house? Who, who enjoy, because there's nobody. Look at the next. You know, this only comes after he had given the tent. And look at the next verse. He says, And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. Why didn't he say child? He said, God, I have given you the tent. Now to me. You have not given a seed that will produce results. In other words, once you have given your tithe, you must give God a seed. What to work with? Once you've given God the tithe, show God the activity. What can I do to, to manifest it? He says, you have not given me a seed. In other words, when you pay tithe, you must go to God and ask for ideas. That will cause you to thrive. That will cause you to excel. That will cause you to advance. You must ask God. You don't just pay tight month upon month without asking God questions. Does it make sense? Young, young says, yeah. So no matter your, even in school, you are not doing well in mathematics. Oh, when you pay your tight, go to God. God, how do I excel in mass? He will show you. When I was in school, it was sweet. Oh. When it's getting to exam times, I'll go and pray. And then I'll sleep. And i ask God, which area is coming? Which area is coming? Which area? When I'm there now, the, the, the area, when I wake up in the morning, the first thought that comes into my heart concerning the exams I'm going to write, the first top topics that comes into my heart, pa, 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 I know that uh, if I learn that one, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I can be asleep like this. Uh, God, God, which one is coming? <laughs>
this shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine own. So God comes into that covenant with him. So it's important for us to begin to engage with God. Someone say, I will engage with God. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 6 to 8. Hebrews 7, 6 to 8. Hebrews 7, 6 to 8. He says, But he whose descendant is not counted from them, received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. So there are some people that are better. The less is blessed. So when you come to God, as a priest, I receive your tithe. Once I receive your tithe, I confer a blessing. Now everybody look at me. When a tithe is given to the poor, it is no more a tithe. It becomes alms giving. And the scripture says that he that lends to the poor, he that gives to the poor, lendeth unto God. The Lord will repay. I will repay, says the Lord. So when you give to the poor, God says you have lending money. How many of you know that lending is one on one? Who will be pushing? I create a pair of the best also. So when you don't pay your tithe and you take your tithe and you give your tithe to the poor, you have you have converted your tithe from being a tithe into alms giving. Is the one that Muslims do. That's the one that the Hindus and the Shintus and, 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 and the Baha'i faith, they do. They are lending to God. That's why they prosper. Because lenders make money. You're an investor. Don't, don't banks lend to people? How do banks make money? By lending. How do venture capitalist organizations do? They lend to you. You have an idea. Let me lend you money to work. And after that, I'll eat. Is that not it? To get this thing clear. He that give me the scripture. What is it? Give me Proverbs. I think it's 1917 or 1915. Proverbs 1917. Give me. It says, He that has pity upon the poor, lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he has given, will he pay him again? Please, did you see? Hello? Did you see it? So when you have pity on the poor, you know, so you go to some, some pastor and say, uh, 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 it's your birthday. Go and share money to poor people who are sitting on the street because there's a curse on your life and you remove the curse from you and give it to them. It's demonic teaching. It is not Christianity. Curses don't transfer like that. The only reason why they are telling you to go and do that is because <laughs> when you have pity on them, God will pay you back. And as long as God has not paid you, you can't die. But it's not, it's not, it's not looking at it. So, what does that mean that the case will be averted? No. We need to understand four things. Number one, the tithe existed before the law. So, say it existed before the law. That's what we read in Genesis chapter 14, verse number 18. Was there a law? There was no law. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the tithe also existed during the time of the law. In Leviticus chapter 27 verse 30. And all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. God says, it is holy unto who? When you take a holy thing and you keep it for yourself, it becomes an accursed thing. That's why 
Watch a lot of very rich people who are not Christians, their children. They become vagabonds. There's one problem after the other. Or there's one sickness, one problem, one challenge after the other. It is because if you take what is God and you eat it, you will suffer. I've heard so many stories of people who, the moment God starts blessing them a little, if you are, then they start behaving like, you know, all oh, this type, what is it? The pastors are lying to you. And then, 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 then. Watch their life. It's not today. Three years, five years, seven years, ten years from now, you will see the outcome of that. They will be involved in one scandal after the other, one problem after the other, one accident. Whatever could have been such a great, tremendous blessing, they lose. When God says you are cursed with a curse, it's not like God is wicked God that he wants to curse you. When you pay the tithe, you come into a covenant partnership with God. When you don't pay your tithe unto God, you are not in partnership with God. So you are like a person who is driving a car without insurance policy on it. When the car gets an accident, you are on your own. You say, oh, but I give offering and it's good. Offering is like third party insurance. When you drive the car ahead, they'll give you a thousand. When it's comprehensive, answer, I've come to know that the difference and comprehensive is not much but most of the time we think we are wise the tithe is your insurance policy if I may for want of a better word use are you getting what I'm trying to say when you, why am I calling you because it, 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 you open yourself up for God to partner with you in your journey of life and your age is not important even if you're a student and your mother gives you money or your if somebody blesses you money take it tight from that money and honor god with it and watch and see if you you will lack in your lifetime it existed before the law it existed during the law somebody say during the law hallelujah the tight even existed with the prophets so in malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to 12 malachi comes to talk about the tight he says will a man rob God yet you have robbed me but he said wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings and some of you and as God begins to bless you you are still stingy even with your offering the offering is what you willingly give to God you are still stingy with offering also you are introducing your child to honor God that's why you said we should give offering our children's church we give them drink we give water we give them biscuits every day and we give them good drink there's capricin there's what 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 i think series on something 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 and we give them good drink because for us these are god's precious children we are not saying we are doing battle with you we are giving them good drink so but teach your children the way of the lord so that your children will not be getting sick you see hey the pastor say, when you don't give the children offering, what I'm teaching you is you are bringing your child to God. Introduce your child to God in a proper way. Hello? Hello, sir? Hello, madam? See, these children who go to school, all sort of boys chase them. All sort of classmates begin to feed their mind. But when you tight and when you teach your children, you see, you build a defense around your children. They can't go away what do you think is everybody's child that can go away what no my landlady the one whose house i'm staying in he says she and her sister every day for one hour the children were getting ready for school they pray they are determining whose associations their children will keep 
This life is not black and white. You can, your child well groomed, you go to school and come back home, he's called Popo Ken. He smokes. Rasta. Others too. Same class. No matter what they are exposed to, it doesn't have effect because some of them are shielded, others are exposed. That is what the title. It brings God into your space and makes God partner with you in the upbringing of your children. They said we shouldn't talk about it. Because, oh, you know, the pastors, they live on their tithe. This pastor, look at the street the pastor is wearing. I'm sure it's people's tithe. The tithe existed even in the days of the Gospels. Matthew 23, verse 23. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew 23, verse 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anins and cummins, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. So Jesus is saying, you know, Jesus is addressing the law. The thing that you said because of that we shouldn't pay. Jesus is addressing that you have omitted the weightier matters. The law was given for very important things. Not just tight. Now look at what he says. Hmm. You have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Come on. The second one. Judgment. So you have omitted judgment. And you have omitted mercy. And you have omitted what? Faith. Have you seen? He says you have not taught the people to believe God. You have not taught the people to f- people. You have not taught the people to be honest and just in their dealings with people. There are many of us, we don't even treat people with mercy. Yesterday, somebody came to see me and we we're having a conversation. I drew the person's attention to something that the person did not do well two years ago. I said, This thing you didn't do well. I'm just advising you as my friend. Next time, check this. The following day, the person brought the person who was in charge of the issue. So this person wants to apologize for going to sit there to listen to the apology. Someone said, when I got there, the person asked me a question. Who told you that? Uh, is that apology? No, no, no. Bring the person now. I want to see the person. But I decided to show mercy. Because it is not everything that you must address. For something so messy. That's your neighbor. Say, neighbor, something so messy. Some people who, who misbehave, they will treat you bad. Show them mercy. Show them what? Somebody hit my car. I look at the person. I felt like, show the person mercy. I show the person mercy. Jesus is saying, don't just pay tight. That's just the meaning of what you're saying. He says, judge people fairly. Treat people well. Then he says that, this ought ye to have done. In other words, you should have paid the tight. And not to leave the other undone. He did not say we should not pay. He did not say we are hypocrites when we pay the tithe. He says that these things you should have done. You should have paid the tithe. But you shouldn't have left the other things undone. Even in the epistles, in the epistles, in the New Testament church, in the epistles, the tithe existed there. Hebrews 7 verse 6 to 8. But he whose descendant is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. And bless him that had the promises. Next verse. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Next verse. And here men that die receive tithes. Where do the men receive the tithes? This is Hebrews. This, this is Paul writing to the Hebrew church. Are you getting me? He's writing to them and he's telling them that on earth it is men that take the tithe. But how 
what happens? But there even he received. So every time Jesus is waiting to receive your tithe because he has opened a door for you because he favored you to get the job opportunity because he preserved your opportunities and gave you access do you give him what is due him look at the next verse he says of whom it is witness that he liveth he says you are not dealing with a god who is dead though the one who is alive it receives it but what do we do we reason through it you know my school fees is not even up to all this you are telling God that you don't have a place in my life. Everything I do by my strength. Look at what your strength can deliver to you. Some people say, nobody blesses me. Are you a titan? Do you go beyond your titan and you honor God with good offerings? Do you? Yeah, I need to say this. In the New Testament, titan is not compulsory. It's not It's a scriptural principle. It is not compulsory. If you obey it, you come into a covenant of abundance with God. If you don't obey it, you are on your own. But the scripture says, by strength shall no man prevail. Things to note about Titan. Number one, Titan is not about the law, but about the covenant of supernatural supplies. Titan is not about the law, but about the covenant of supernatural supplies. I need you to know that the tithe existed over 400 years before the law was given. How many years? Tithe existed 400 years. Because, see, Jacob said to God, of all that you give me, if you bring back to me back to my father's house and give me clothes to wear, remains to put on and food to eat, and bring me back to my father's house in full peace, then of all that you give me, I'll give you a tent. Was it God who came into it? So, in the New Testament, we are like Abraham. We are like Jacob. We come into covenant relationships for our protection and for our provisions. We come into what? Covenant relationship for our protections and provisions. Of all that you give me, I'll give you a tent. And what did God do? When they were cheating that guy, God came and said, I am the God of better, the place where you came into a covenant with me. I have come to show you how to prosper even though your boss is a difficult boss. In other words, I'm in covenant with you. I will show you a way out. You will break through whether they like it or yes. Amen. Oh, he told God, of all you give me, God said, I'll bless you because I want to take what you said to me. Now, before that, please write this down. God never gave man the license to eat everything he gives to man. God never gave man the license to eat everything he gives to man. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Genesis 2, 16 to 17. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. He says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now everybody look at it. God, why will you create a garden and put everything in and tell me that this one I can't eat? In other words, God is trying to teach us a principle. That when, when I bring you into a certain dimension of blessing, it is not everything in that place that is for you to eat. As a pastor... That God has brought you does not mean every young girl in this church is for me to eat. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Am, I, am I speaking the truth? Yeah. It's not everything that's for me. He's giving me one. The iron. To eat. Every other thing I'm not supposed to eat. This knowledge of good and evil. We don't eat it. Someone say we don't eat. 
So there are certain blessings when God brings your way, please don't eat it. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that God says, when you eat your tithe, you must add interest on the tithe. Interest count. But in the New Testament, we are not under the law with the one with interest. We are just under grace, operating by the principles of scripture because he says we should look to Abraham, our father. Is it a good thing? Or you don't like what I'm preaching? Then why are you not saying amen? amen? Let me give you four benefits of Titan. Number one, tithe confirms your stewardship and ownership. Tithe does what? It confirms your stewardship and God's ownership. Jesus said in Mark chapter 12 verse 14 to 17 that give unto Caesar belongs to Caesar and unto God what belongs to God. In other words, tithe confirms man's stewardship and God's what? Ownership of the resources in man's custody. Praise the Lord. Number two, the tithe establishes your mastery over money and your ability to overcome greed. All of us are greedy. Everybody here. All of see, everybody here is greedy. But when you pay your tithe, you break that greed. That it has to be for me. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Give me that one. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Now, everybody look at this scripture. You cannot serve God and mammon. So we will think that we shouldn't have money. No. Look at how Jesus states the thing. He says, no man can serve two masters. Someone say two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other so when you are supposed to give what belongs to god and you hold it to yourself you have chosen to hold on to money and then he says when you hold on to money you have despised god one of the things i tell people that what is important to me is loyalty when i am an option on the table and you choose somebody else over me see i say oh it's fine it's fine but i can promise you because i know and i have this principle in life i said i have not seen the future it's only today I've seen. If today you can choose somebody above me, you will choose the person above me any day. From that day, I will never trust you again. And there are some things I will never give you. There are some accesses to me, you will never have it. Why? You have chosen somebody else over me. And I was creating the image and likeness of God. When you choose God, when you choose God, over money, you have told God, you are more important to me than this money. And God will make sure, whatever you need. This is Solomon. What made Solomon to be blessed? Solomon chose God. He says, God, give me wisdom. Teach me how to go. In other words, I want a relationship with you. Help me. Teach me how to raise this boy. And what did God say? God said, because you have chosen people above me. Because you have chosen me about people the things other people are looking for i will give it to you that nobody will have more money than you because you chose me who are you choosing who have you been choosing how have you been making your choice seek ye first the kingdom matthew 6 and all other things shall be added unto you verse number 33 now look at me everybody i've been seeking the kingdom got me am i lucky don't I look good? And most of the things that I wear are very expensive because God knows I can't use my money to buy. So he chooses the best. Which one do you want? You want to go and buy your own clothes? You is to lale, you buy. Toilet. 
Somebody say Tulale. Is it some perfume they used to write Toilette on it? Some book to call it Tulale. Hmm. Eh? What do you want? No? Concept in Roman Kwanato because you, you are using your own strength. Me, me too. I'm giving mine to God and God is chosen for me. He's working and working. I said I wanted a purse. Somebody, I said I wanted a purse, but I don't want the fake one. Somebody brought me leather, pure leather. I put it in my armpit. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Then I see if I get a second one, I'll use. I'm there now. Somebody travels, goes to Singapore, comes back and brings me the bag. I said in my heart, God spoke to the person in Singapore to bring it to me, sir. Which one do you want now? I just desired, I want a watch. I was there now, Rudy bought me a watch. As I say, Papa, I want to come and honor you. He brought me a watch. Is the watch not nice? And I'm wearing it for my birthday. So as I've acknowledged you, people will begin to buy you plenty of watches. Amen. And, then, and they won't buy you concert watch. They will buy you watch on your level. Watch that people who drive Aston Martin and Jaguar and, and Ferrari and Range and Rolls Royce drive. Titan grants access to resources beyond earthly scope. Titan grants what? Access to resources beyond where earthly scope, limitations, and conditions. God says, and I will open the windows of heaven. Give me Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Ah. You see, the tithe connects earthly resource to heavenly resource. You see, it's a supernatural flow that cannot be arrested by any economic condition. Bring you all the tithe. I want the if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing that there shall not be enough room to receive. Verse 11. Look at it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, comma. Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, comma. Said the Lord of hosts. Full stop. Look at the way we pray. Ay, 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 every dawn. Hey, me and sorry, I beg for now, sorry. That is not your work. It is the work of God to protect and defend you. Yours is to honor him with the tithe. He will deal with the beg for for you. Because you've been fighting demons. Oh, suspense will be here before our life. Brother, before. That's one. The tithe is your blessing covenant connector. The tithe is your blessing covenant connector. The tithe is your blessing covenant connector. It is the link to your covenant. Oh, your link to your, to the promised blessing. In scripture, it is your link to the promised blessing in scripture. Tight. So listen to me. A generous offering does not take the place of tight. Tight is tight. Look at me, everybody. When GRA says come and pay money to them, and you decide to pay beyond it, does it count? If you pay less, does it count? Penalty. A burial, sir, madam. Look at me, everybody. Look, the aeroplane has an airport, but before you can go into the plane, there is a counter where you do your checking. Even if you are the owner of the plane and you decide the counter, you know that you will not sit in the plane. How many of you? If you don't go through the counter and the checking, no matter who you are, you will sit in the plane. I'm in the house. I'm thinking, after I own a plane, you will not cross over. <laughs> when you get into every nation, 
you don't decide how the people should behave towards you. They have laws. They say cross, you will stamp, and you go. Whether you're a president or you're a what? Let me tell you the honest truth. Even if you're a president, they will go with documents to stamp before they will let you come in. There are laws everywhere. You cannot come into the kingdom and tell God how he should treat you because you are living under grace. The Bible says holiness without which you cannot see God. Don't let any man be touching your body. Tell God, I am in covenant with you. I cannot misbehave. A single, the guy is telling if you don't sleep with you, you might tell the guy, I'm in covenant too. When you eat your tight, God is in covenant with the person who has tightened. If you eat yours and you come against the person, God will deal with you because God is in covenant with the person. When you come into the tithe, it's a covenant connector to the blessing. It's a covenant connector to protections beyond your thinking. There are things I have done for children in this church. That's why they all blow papers rough, rough. You have no idea. We are in covenant with God. As long as they are members of this church, covenant is activated. If you are not part, you are not in it. Stand on your feet. Everybody. I want you to pray. God, where you have gotten, beg God and say, God, from today I change, I change my mind. I change. I, I, will not, I will not eat my tithe again. I want this. Every day you are taking your wife to hospital. Hospital after hospital, you are spending money. Because if you will not give it to God, he will curse it. I think the, the pastor preached it. He will curse your blessing. Blessings can be cursed. The money that you got, it can be cursed. Pray to God. God, I beg you. For every area I've gotten it wrong, forgive me. I want, I want this covenant relationship with you. Today I've preached for too long. God, wherever I've gotten it wrong, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Everybody pray. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. God, wherever I've gotten it wrong, please, I will be faithful. No matter how, no matter how big, I will be faithful. What is not mine, I will not touch. I will not expose my children to, 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 to demonic attacks for which I cannot protect them from. Every one of you, your children need protection. As you tithe, it covers them. As you decide not to tithe, you are telling God, God, I can take care of my own. I can protect. I pray that you will not be among those people. You will have this insurance policy with God. This covenant insurance with God. You will have this policy with God. This policy open up your mouth and many times that your car will have an accident insurance company will, 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 will get you a new one or they will they will pay you back to the lump sum insured amount they were not the ones driving you drove the car it could even be your fault but because you are in covenant with the insurance company they assume responsibility that is what they time everybody i want you to pray where you you have not been faithful say god I, I, i'm sorry I have not been fully faithful. I've not been I've not been truly faithful. Wherever I've gotten it wrong, today I surrender. I ask for mercy. Today I will also show mercy to people. I will love people. I will judge people fairly. I would I will trust you. I will trust you. I will trust you. I will trust you. I will trust you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Raise your hands to us. Say, Heavenly Father. Forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry for every sin I've committed. From today, I come into this covenant with you. I will walk with you. I will trust you. Lord, forgive me. 
Sanctify me by your blood. Make me your own again. In the place of judgment, show me mercy. Help me to live my life following after you. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus.